to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. Mm. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Walking Dead recap Wednesday, the official last Walking Dead recap Wednesday of all time. Of all time. Somebody said in the chat, I didn't realize, nigga, we've been here for 12 years. Yeah. I didn't realize it. I know. But we haven't recapped it the whole 12 years, but uh, remember, we uh, I think we started in like season two or three, but yeah, we've been watching this show. Yeah, I think we started season two. Seasons. I think the first season we actually just did like a show and kind of recap like what yeah. had happened because I think you started. We did an off-season review. Yes, that's what we did. Okay, so it's behind the paywall. Okay, so we did like an off-season review of season one. Mm-hmm. And then we actually started doing it kind of weekly, started with season two. So if you're premium and you actually love us recapping this, you can actually go back uh, and uh, listen to like us covering all, all of The Walking Dead. Yeah. The regular Walking Dead, not none of the spinoffs, except for Fear. And we'll be uh, picking that back up because this is last season of Fear too. Yeah, but we, let's not get into all the details mm-hmm. about all that. Let's just say welcome to the last one. I hope you're ready. We're ready. Yes. Um, uh, This episode was called, well, oh, wait, yeah. The official weapon of the show is? The folding chair. An unofficial sport. Bulletball. Bulletball Extreme. Leave us five-star reviews, yada, yada, yada. Show notes. Buy merch. You know, all that cool stuff that you can do. Do it. You know, we appreciate y'all for doing that. Um, And, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and start talking about the show now. So this is episode 177, episode 24 of season 11. uh, Directed by, of course, Greg Nicotero. Uh, Nicotero, uh, is Rest in Peace is the title. The story was by Angela Kang. Come on. Which makes sense, which makes a lot of sense. Yes. And uh, we'll probably get this to the end when we get to the end. But shout out to Angela Kang because, in my opinion, she resalvaged the show. I don't mean no harm, like, because it was to the point where you was like, okay. And me and Roger actually um, started watching the show and went back and read the comic books. And so I, I it's a, one of my favorite uh, comic books. I, I, I absolutely love it, and I really do enjoy the adaptations and things like that. They, they, you know, have done to it. And honestly, the TV show is a better version of The Walking Dead than the comics. Now I love the comics, but just it's just some things that you can do on TV that you can't do in the comics and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate Angela Kang for actually taking things and speeding things up and taking out of a lot of things that we didn't need. And so, um, I think once she took over it, I could, it was, uh, the pace of the show sped up and I loved it. Yeah, I agree. I really think it's sad that so many seasons went by that, you know, people didn't like people hopped off. I get it. I'm not saying, but it's sad because I really think it became a much better show under Angela Kang as yes. a showrunner. Mm-hmm. I think she she just got the critiques that people were having issues with. And, you know, it's kind of like once that water's been spilled, you can't pick it back up. So a lot of people are never were never just going to come back. But right. that didn't make the show bad to me. I mm-hmm. really think she, she, especially in this episode, you know, whether it be Greg Nicotaro or Angel Kane who did the story, there's so many, there's so many, uh, well, I don't think so, uh, but there's so many touches that Angela Kane 
I think put in this script that that made characters have full circle moments. Was he just showing up before something? Yes. Ah, okay. So okay. I, I, okay. I, he was the more slow it down. I think he was at the helm when they were to me milking episodes, yes. making things that should have been one episode into two, two and three, and uh, having... hour and a half episodes mm-hmm. that didn't have an hour and a half worth of storytelling. Agreed. You know things like that, but you know I don't want to harp on anything Mm-mm. negative. Mm-mm. Um. Anyway. Let's talk about this episode, Rest in Peace. Uh, Let me play the theme song. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Now, this whole thing happens down at the Commonwealth. At the Commonwealth. One location. I think we get like a little bit of Alexandria near the end, Mm -hmm. but it's basically one location. And we started immediately where we left off. Yes, we did. Judith was shot. Daryl was trying to get her to the hospital so she could be treated. Zombies are flooding the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth soldiers are not even hunting our crew anymore. They've been instructed to abandon everyone to the in the lower wards and only defend the estates, which is the rich part of town. Yep. And so they're just they're just. Uh, picking up stakes and moving the fuck out of there and mm-hmm. leaving everybody to fend for themselves, yep. which means it's our crew versus uh, the most fucking zombies I've ever seen on this show. Yep. And this is all the mayor's fault. Is, the governor. I mean, I'm sorry, all the governor's fault mm-hmm. because it, this she created this and it's something that she did all the time, but this time it just happened to get out of control. Yep. You can't play with a natural disaster. Um, so... They make it to the hospital. Daryl's taking Judith in. He's carrying her. And we see it through her hazy vision. Judith sees Daryl, like she sees some soldiers taking supplies out of the hospital. You see like Daryl go around the corner and get knocked the fuck out somehow. Yeah, I didn't realize at the time. I didn't realize he got knocked out. He just went down. So I was like, did they fuck him up? Like, what is happening here? Someone got to drop on him something. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't kill him, but they knocked him out. Now, the soldiers leave. The hospital's unprotected. They're not, like, locking doors and making sure everybody's safe inside. They're like, fuck the people in this hospital. (laughs) Fuck everybody. Right. Fuck the people that might be in ICU (laughs) or need any medical attention. They on their own. Yeah, should have went to the rich hospital. (laughs) Right. And so, Judith... Judith motherfucking Michonne Grimes. She a goddamn G, ain't she? She gets up off of her deathbed where she's fucking bleeding out. She was like, wait a minute, something wrong. I got to move. <laughs> she, in her haze, she like tries to close the doors for the, with, so the zombies won't get to her and Daryl. Bitch with one arm. <laughs> she's been shot in the shoulder. She's bleeding. She closes the door pushes a desk in front of the door to keep the walkers from getting in with all the strength she can summon and then she passes the fuck out right beside Daryl they buff out oh this girl 
just a real one a real g a real champ and the the thing about her i actually love her spirit you know because she is like what you not gonna do is is uh count me out that's what you ain't gonna do it's the spirit that she got from Lori and her father Shane, you know. Yes, because it is. If it was two things the motherfuckers had in spades, it was audacity. Yes, they and did. She used all the audacity in their DNA to to summon up that strength. Um, so then we get a long montage sequence um, that is the cult, you know, the open where they play the theme song. Except in this case, they really show every location that they've ever based the season in yeah. so we see like the prison we see hilltop yes, every intro. we see yes. yeah we see everything it was really cool it really was because cool. i was like the music sound i was like oh that's what i music sound different because the music would sound different according to the season so they kind of did a medley of them all and blended them all together it was beautiful okay yeah i didn't even pick up on the music changer i just knew it was longer mm. than normal okay um gabe and crew we cut back to them. They're still in the alley fighting walkers. And this motherfucking show got on a roll. This episode, they say it's the last one. We going all out. Yes, we are. So they killing walkers. Jules, Luke's girlfriend, gets bit on the arm. Luke tries to save her. Mm-hmm. He gets bit on the leg. The zombies drag Jules away and eat her. Yes, they do. I was like, and he was screaming. I was like, baby, I don't think you're going to be able to save her. And we're at that point where, you know, our crew knows what to do. Someone gets bit on the arm or leg. You cut the arm or the leg off. If you get to it in time, the person has a chance to live. Mm -hmm. But they just did that with Lydia. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, you're not fitting to do that for everybody. Some of these motherfuckers been there to die. Mm -hmm. So Jules seemed like she was going to get the arm treatment. And then the the zombie said, no, No. Mm -hmm. we want the full buffet. (laughs) Oh, you can eat bitching as you. They went to town on her. They put yeast rolls in their purse and left the buffet. <laughs> yes, they did. Some extra jewels. They got the ice cream. They went to the dessert bar. <laughs> then they uh bit, like I said, they bit Luke's leg. His crew, because you can't forget, and this is one of, like I said, the little notes in this episode that was so great. Luke's crew was that crew of Yumiko, Connie, mm-hmm. Kelly, Magna, and so all of them they knew what to do they was like come on sir it's not about them knowing what to do that's not my point they grabbed him and pulled him off it was specific that it was those people there's a shit ton of people over here fighting maggie's here negan's here all these people it's it it, these are the little touches to the episode that made me be like "Mm, craft yes give give us poetic license give us that symmetry you know what i mean so like his folks being the ones that grab him jules is from oceanside they don't really know her from a can of paint not that they didn't want her to live but they were gonna take care of their man so they Mm -hmm. grab him up to take him to the hospital um we get a uh once again great storytelling we get a flash forward basically to daryl waking up in the hospital Mm -hmm. he's in a hospital bed meaning time enough time has passed for someone to have put him in a hospital bed and him to wake up on his own he wakes up we see uh luke is in there his leg has been cut off Mm -hmm. his his crew is around him magna connie Mm -hmm. kelly and and yumiko the look of concern on their face they was like look we they have actually this team has held tough for a few seasons they all showed up together and they have all survived together even though they're they're um a small piece of a larger group but this particular crew they went through shit separate from our crew 
and so their closeness is different than our crew's closeness um it's yeah it's i want to say it's different but but yeah it's they're they're tight is what i'm saying yes our crew is tight they're tight it and this felt like a insular moment for them like mm-hmm. and i love that it wasn't violated by like you know carol or maggie or, or Negan, somebody coming over there to say something they understood this was their chance to say goodbye to this man because yes. you know he was doing that final you know he started you could tell he was gonna die because he started doing them like you know them like them deaf you know that black acting school shit it's hollywood's first black acting school it teaches you everything so he was giving us full like jewels oh no he was crying and shit and he's like Mm -hmm. oh i see the light i'm going (laughs) to the light (laughs) yes keep the music alive we know he it was one of things where i was like i can't see him survive if anything the way they did it, it was like, oh, I could see him just dying of a broken heart. You know, because in his mind, he was like, what is the kind of the point if she's not here? They also just didn't have time to to do a lot of everybody getting injured, everybody cutting off limbs. So I just figured he was dying. Um, and he passes, and then um, I believe it's, uh, as this is happening, Carol is talking to Daryl, and she's informing him that, like, Pamela took all the doctors, all the nurses, and all the medicine with her to the gated community. That's why they don't have anything in there to really treat um, uh, Luke, and and they don't have anything really to treat uh, Judith. Judith. And also, it was the thing, and when she said that, I was like, because it's it's a terrible thing altogether, but I was like, they got to sit there, watch their friend die, and they literally can't give him anything to actually, you know, reduce the pain. Like, no painkillers, no nothing, nigga. So, um, so Daryl says, okay, well, we need to go to the gated community and fuck up Pamela, get the supplies back. And of course, Carol's like, they got way too many troops up there. We got to find a quieter way in. Daryl says, what if we get Mercer to let us in? Now they don't know that Pamela had Mercer arrest, arrested at this moment. Right. But right. Cause everybody's kind of been separated. But Carol's like, Max thinks that could work. So that's, that might be the plan. Uh, meanwhile, Luke is over there dying all slow and shit, and it's like uh, Yumiko takes his harmonica, and I think she's like, "We promise to keep the music alive for you always." Yes, I think uh, uh, one of them put it out of his pocket. Uh, yeah, one of the sisters. Yeah, and then he goes, uh, and then he he just dies like a, a quiet like fadeaway death. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt so he's, bad. He's like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm out. Magna makes sure he doesn't become a walker by, you know, stabbing him through the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just realized while I was watching this, it's all women in his crew. Yes. Kelly, Connie, Magna, and Yumi. That's that's the only people left. Uh Daryl gives his blood to Judith through an IV. Cause he knows when he was poor, he used to go down to the blood store and give blood, and he know he got like type O or whatever the fuck the universal blood giving is. So he was like, "You can give some of my blood to Judith, and it, maybe it'll help." Yes, cause basically my ain't shit daddy had us do this basically, and he was giving blood like standing up as an like he was standing up like he was the IV. Like he yes, didn't lay in the bed next to her or nothing. Mm-mm. And this mattered to me because when we came back, he was still standing. <laughs> like we came back to the scene. Oh, he so he stood thing. the whole time. Stepdaddy was like, I I promised him I was gonna take care of you, and bitch, I'm gonna take care of you. Uh Mercer, we cut to him in his cell. Uh the cells, 
wherever he's in prison have basically been overrun. There's no security because we see a walker standing outside the door to his cell. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, so I was like, when they meant that, they meant they abandoned everything, probably left all the doors open, all that shit. So when the zombies just basically walking free, so if you in your cell, that's probably the safest place for you to be right now. Maybe. I mean, this a slow death. Because yeah, they're not coming death. back probably and you starving. Mm-hmm. Like they just that's just how little of a fuck they gave about people. True. Meanwhile, you hear some guns go off in the background as he's pacing the cell. He gets away from the door because he's like motherfucking bullet might ricochet in here or something, and the, and the guns are getting closer. And then we hear, baby, get back and cover your head. <laughs> yes. Princess done came for her man. <laughs> Princess because and, and also I think they were saying uh uh with with it i think they said something about yeah they sent somebody to get him or something like that uh when they was talking Mm. so i was like oh so she volunteered uh uh princess and the sister was like we're going to get him so princess and max come in max hugs mercer and then him and princess just hardcore make out yes they do baby i missed you and honestly man that's why i always say crazy women get a bad rap you know like a sane woman's not coming to the prison fighting off all the zombies to save your ass. She like it's, she might it's practical. Not. It's not practical. Too bad. I'll you know whatever. But crazy woman like I'm getting my man, and mm-hmm. that's what I love about princes. Don't don't sleep on it. Mm-mm, don't count that out. She meant that thing. Uh, Maggie and Negan load up weapons, and he lets her know while they're like loading up weapons to ride on Pamela as a crew. He's like, you know, my offer still stands that me and you can do this shit together and just get it done right and no, not fucking around we ain't got to drag everybody else in this and she says i'm good basically she don't want she don't want nothing to do with his ass and then um we and this another once again another we jump forward to something that's important so mercer's already back in his orange armor he's like he's got his troops coming up like they're they're loading boxes of weapons that like we skipped all the like bullshit and went yes. straight to like it's time to fight yes and that's what i love about angela kane she's like what the fuck we 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 everybody every, we seen what happened okay he dressed so everybody know that everybody's caught up everybody's been informed like why are we dragging this on with some bullshit and part of the herd of walkers goes walking by the corner of the building mercer gets ready to shoot one zeke stops him and he's like no don't do that and then aaron uh and then we find out that it's aaron mm-hmm. he's in the walker herd him and lydia are still you know pretending to be zombies so they can survive uh that's how they must have got out of the trailer yeah uh, so aaron and lydia and they figured out they get into the city they would eventually cross somebody that could help so they get so aaron and lydia come over to zeke zeke of course ask like where's elijah and jerry mm-hmm. and he's like they still out there You're right because um, they don't know right somehow they beat them to the city or whatever or they just in another part that's, of the herd it's so right many. Uh, everyone gets in a transport vehicle and they head to the hospital. Uh, meanwhile, Rosita, Gabe, and Eugene go to the orphanage where the uh, they think the children are being kept, mm-hmm. where they think Coco is. And the caretakers are all dead. Yes. They're either zombies or they got ate by zombies. Yes. Does You walked in, the zombies was like, mm, finger looking good. Blood was there with like barbecue sauce. And they were, the zombies was like, hey, you want some too? Carol's, Carol's daycare would never, okay? Never. But they, like, she might have some kids die, but she, it won't be because she just let, she just let them, herself get bit. Mm-mm. 
Um, so then Rosita, it's very scary because everyone's dead and you know the babies are in there. Now you don't see any dead children, but come on, you know, yeah. like if the fucking adults are dead, how are the children alive? But we hear a baby cry in the background. So then Rosita runs to the to like this into the back room, kills like three walkers, um, and gets the cocoa and saves her. The reason she was saved because she was in a crib that happened to have like a top to it or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It if, was upside down. Yeah, was, yeah. So I don't know if that's like the caretaker decided to put it upside down to save. Like I, you know, or, I don't know. Or if, or if, you know, just being a baby may have tumbled over or some shit. See, I feel like, like if it that. tumbled over, a baby would get fucked up by a crib falling That's on true. top of them. And, and and you know, it may have been some. It may have been one of the adults that put it down and was like, "I'm gonna put you in here. I'll be right." That's back. That's what I'm saying. Ah, like I, okay. I wonder if they thought, you know, like zombies are coming. I'll put the baby in the crib and uh you know flip it upside down to protect the baby and then went out there and got bit yeah i can see um, I, the probability of that probably is what happened but anyway uh they saved coco and gabe is like you know smiling because he always had faith they would and he had faith in rosita and then there's just a random baby in there i don't i don't remember this baby Mm-mm, no because it did you know this baby just happened to be with rosita baby so they're like we saved one we got to say the other one so too so you i think eugene was with them so eugene like picked up that baby mm-hmm. um then we uh go back to the hospital judah starts to wake up for a little bit she freaks out because she feels like i'm going to die is this basically am i dying and she brings up michonne's word about we're the ones who live or something like that and and and, and I, I couldn't really understand her point to be honest i rewound it i i know she was trying later on she alludes to these words as if they're the reason her mom didn't come back but i really i i'm not making the connection in my memory to when michonne said this and it meaning that she wasn't coming back i i, I felt like it meant she was coming back but me too. You know, whatever. Um, maybe it's just a child misunderstanding in a in a haze of blood loss. I don't know. Do you never know? Uh, so then, um, Rosita, uh, walkie talkies into the into the hospital to let them know, hey, we outside in the back in the alley, but um, we just ran over a shit ton of walkers. Our car, our van is busted. Yes, like we can't go nowhere. Like Lily, they are everywhere. Like and they're surrounded them. And they got two babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, but the main thing that says, like, the hospital's about to be overrun. Y'all need to, like, get out of there somehow. Right. Y'all can't come in here. And so Daryl and Carol try to wheel Judith out to the front, but then there's too many walkers there. Everybody starts fighting the walkers. They're pushing into the, like, glass windows and stuff in the front of the hospital. And one of the motherfucking variants picks up a rock and starts smashing through the glass partition. Like, these motherfucking variants are a problem. They are a problem. And I didn't know that somebody said there was two other babies with Coco. They was like, oh, two other babies. Yeah, and yeah, like two of them were, were small, and one was like an older child, okay. you know. And, and that makes sense. Like, they would say each adult had a baby on their back. Okay. Okay, there you go. That makes sense. We we, we saving babies now. Mm-hmm. Looking like Ben Stiller and um, <laughs> the fake movie 
in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, the crew the crew has to retreat back further into the hospital because the zombies are breaking in. Mm-hmm. So they try to head out the back, take Judas, like, you know, of course her bed has wheels on it because the hospital. So they try trying to wheel her through, but this walker's in the fucking back hallway. <laughs> the walker was like, bitch, you thought. And while this is happening in the back alley, um, Eugene and Gabe clear an area behind the van. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start like you know trying to like kill off the zombies and stuff while, while they carrying babies and shit um, and Rosita is trying to protect the babies you know her Coco mm-hmm. um, so they, they, they get surrounded they realize we gotta go up a pipe on the side of the building and climb in through a window I have good core strength because I child somebody like me probably would not have made it because I can't climb. Rosita says she's going to go last for some reason. So Eugene and Gabe both make it. Rosita gets like almost to the to the window and then she just fucking eats it, man. She falls on her back. Luckily, Coco was on her was on her front. front right. But still, even a fall from that, it's fucking the walking dead, you know, uh, convenient babies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she convenient fell. baby in. Coco probably got CTE now, <laughs> but like she, it looks like fuck her and that baby just got eight. And I was thinking to myself, I can't believe this show went that dark. Yes. I was like, what? I, I literally did the screen was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. What? Yeah. I could. I said, this is the darkest shit they may have ever done. Right. A woman, she saved her baby only to be eaten by fucking zombies five minutes later. And a, and a beloved character. But wrong. She hopped up. She got her second win. Adrenaline kicked in. She fucking pushed them zombies up off of her. Was and killing was them. slicing them the fuck up. Yeah. She was she, like, bitch, you thought I came too far with my baby to die right now. If I'm going to die, that won't be right now. Yeah, she had the Glenn plot armor on her. <laughs> yes, she did. And she used the full effect. And then she jumped on top of the van. From the van... Some walk, some variant walkers start climbing mm-hmm. to the top of the van to try to get her, and she jumped from the van to the window, and they pulled her in. Oh my fucking god, that was intense. It was. <laughs> I it hadn't been that intense in a really long time because this, you know, it's been a long time since they've been in Commonwealth. It's been a long time since you've seen them actually have to, you know, use a lot of their skills and consistently be running and moving around. Our crew is built for that, but it's still one of those things where it's like, oh. Alright, I need to put some music here so that we know where to put a commercial later. All right, now let's get back to it. Yes. Later at night, Mercer and Maggie and the whole crew prepare to take down Pamela. Mm-hmm. And Zeke and Aaron have a quick talk. Um, 
about how they still need to help the people of the Commonwealth. Something Zeke's been consistently on as a character the whole time. I give him credit. He's been consistent. He was like, they're not our people, but we just can't abandon these people just because, you know, they're not a part of, quote, unquote, our crew. Yeah, he was never going to leave those people. Mm-mm. Uh, he was going to stay there even if everyone went back to Alexandria. Right. So, you know, him and Aaron are agreeing, and it makes sense for Aaron, too, because as cynical and bitter as Aaron can be, Aaron is still the dude that went to community to community to recruit people. So when we first heart, met him, that was his thing out 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 there reaching to the masses. Uh, yeah, him and Eric, you know, as a couple doing that. And uh, at his heart, he's still a person that cares about, you know, people. So mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we need to make sure there's people stuck on like the second and third floor buildings. And obviously Pamela's doing nothing to help them. You know, we need to do something for them. But first, we need to take care of Judith. She's been shot. We got to get her the medical attention. Uh, Mercer's loyal soldier shows up, the black dude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, Tommy, who's Yumiko's doctor brother, mm-hmm. the surgeon, who, who, uh, yeah, I'll get to that later. But uh, he set up a safe house where they can do surgery and help the wounded. They're going to take um, Judith there. They take her to the house. Tommy checks her wound and says to Daryl, it's good that y'all gave her blood. Um, And that's why I said, you know, we had cut to Daryl and he was still standing over her, giving his blood. And and you're just like, man, that might have that saved her life, literally. Yes. And, you know, because we're moving on with time, who knows how long he had been there? You know, he had to be fucking exhausted and also in my opinion i think the biggest reason why he stood up was so it would be a probably continual blood flow and so they give um they give uh judith surgery and zeke assist tommy in the surgery which is once again these this is this is this is the the touch i'm talking about Mm -hmm. we saw them set that up last season or earlier in this season Mm -hmm. and i remember kind of being like what why why does it matter that if zeke is trying to help them with surgeries that's such a weird thing to throw like subplot to put into this like this this the show and now it comes full circle he immediately is able to assist Tommy to save Judith's life. That's amazing. Correct. And it was one of those things where they was basically doing like uh, black market surgeries and shit like that. But it's one of those yeah, things. Yeah, it's all BBLs over there. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where uh, him doing that actually mattered when it counted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's great writing. Mm-hmm. It's great. I, I really, like I said, I get, you know, y'all over it, Bob. But that shit was so fucking, I love stuff like that because it meant y'all made it matter. Yes. It's something that at the time people could have judged hard judged harshly and probably did judge harshly i don't know what people were saying at the time Mm-mm. but it's the kind of thing people normally shit on and well, who cares and then later you're like fuck that was so smart um so i love that he assisted in the surgery uh lydia's arm gets bandaged by aaron aaron once again full circle tells her about phantom limb syndrome he's had the same thing with his arm uh, but all she's thinking about is elijah and luke uh elijah and she just is assuming he's him and jerry are dead because luke and jules died and you know she didn't see it but i think in her mind she's thinking like see this that's what's gonna happen to elijah and jerry and of course she has all kinds of trauma and ptsd around losing folks yes she's not thinking rationally right now um and she just you know she she looks 
Now she she does look much better with her face cleaned up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like you know they have to ugly these people up to do these roles sometimes, and she looked amazing with her face cleared up and stuff. But she sounded like JL Covan talking about his comedy album. <laughs> it's gonna die. It's gonna die. She's like they never gonna come back. It's over already. It's over already. Why Just, do I even put the effort into it? Why did you even help save my arm? You made my life and suffering longer. Um, <laughs> so then Maggie realizes looking around she's counting she's like wait a minute where's negan she goes outside because she know negan said listen we don't need these niggas we should do this ourselves Mm -hmm. so she goes after him he's outside with a gun and a a go bag and he's about (laughs) to leave he was like he was like he was like you thought was bullshit i'll do it with you without you yeah fuck it i'll do it myself Mm -hmm. they know style and she's like what's your angle give me the fucking rifle um and he he's like, I don't have an angle. And I believe him. He says, I'm going to do this for you because whoever kills Pamela is basically going to have to deal with the blowback. Yes. Because this is, you know, it's like assassinating the president at this point. Mm-hmm. That person, regardless of how positive the outcome is, how terrible that per- the, the president was acting, whatever the fuck, you get the death penalty. The, that They are coming. They need rules and laws. And one of them has to be you can't just fucking kill a, a sitting, you know, leader of the, of the, yes, country, of the city. A city go- sitting governor, basically. Yeah. Yes. And so he says, um, I'm basically going to do it. And he said, she's like, why are you acting like this? And he said, because when I was on my knees last night and that warden was about to kill me, he said, I must, I must have felt what you felt when I killed Glenn, mm-hmm. like at least a little bit. And then <laughs> shout out to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because he gave us some black acting school. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he, he hit it's us. It's Hollywood's first black acting school. It teaches you everything. He hit us with, with some real tears, and he was, like, talking about how sorry he was mm-hmm. and apologized and says, like, you know, I, like, you know, uh, just just all the, all the, you know, like, it still was Negan, but it was like a, like, I know, like, genuine remorse and regret. Yeah, you could, you could tell that it was uh, sincere, and it, it was one of those things where, he never thought he would be in those shoes. So when he felt it for the first time, he was like, "Well, damn! This this is why the the people got to, had that rage at me and, and that unforgiveness towards me. I get it now." And Maggie wasn't reacting this way out of like, like I love this the way that she reacted to it because she didn't go, "Well, all water under the bridge." Hug this man and walk away. She just she takes she's already taking his gun. She starts walking off and then she looks back and goes, "You coming?" And and so now we know they will go out to to fight to try to kill Pamela together with this rifle. But what I liked about this the most is that um, it it solidifies it. Negan had a good plan, and it's a plan she would have done with anybody else. Yes. And this is a very human thing and a Z something like I said, Walking Dead to me, it'll never get to do it deserves, but the just do. But it, it is the most the show that encapsulate humanity the most because that is so many things in life where the wrong motherfucker has the right idea and people are like well then fuck it let's just do the i'm not doing it i'd rather do the hard thing and more people die than to do the shit your way and save everybody fuck yeah i don't like you you did something and i can't get over it 
And I don't even blame you. It's just, it's human. We all have those moments. We do. Uh, then we cut back to inside. Eugene is sitting inside, rubbing Max's feet. She done fell asleep. That's a good man right there. Mm-hmm. Okay? He know what he got. He love that woman. He know what he got. He not finna, he said, He not listen, finna mess that up. He done prayed many a night. Didn't it all? Okay? He said, listen. He's like, I wanted somebody to love me, child. I done, I done long distance computer love. We done did it all. I got it here in front of me, and I ain't about to blow it. So then um, he looks over to Rosita, who's sitting with Coco, and he offers to take Coco for a while if Rosita wants to get some rest or something, but Rosita says she don't want to let her go. Uh, he talks about Coco and teaching her to swim in the summer. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, as he's talking about these future plans and she's not really responding much. Right. He he, he pieces. I think shit. he already knew, mm-hmm. but he, this is his way of beating around the bush to get to it. He asked her, basically, did you get bit when you fell down there with the zombies? I thought I saw you got bit. And she said she did. Mm-hmm. And he and she showed him. She showed him the spot. Yeah, she showed him the bite. And he the man once again, full circle moments that's what this episode was about to me mm-hmm. and when you consider where they came from yes Rosita being with a-, a abraham yes this nigga uh being cucked yes watching him should fuck. be with her love being in love with her and then being a coward a man that she could never love back in that way Mm-mm. um and then the amount of shit and suffering they went through together i remember when she was chasing him trying to kill him when he was with the saviors like I remember that shit. Yeah, she was hot. Like she was going to fucking take this motherfucker off the planet, and I was totally with her for that shit. And so, seeing this full circle moment where he says, "Like I wouldn't be," like I think he said, "She no, she comforted him. She swarmed the secrecy because you know he's about to start blubbering and tell everybody." <laughs> yes, he was. And she said, "Don't tell anybody. I haven't told anybody yet. So don't." tell anybody i need i need this for me and for you know coco and i want to tell people in my on my own time and then he starts crying she comforts him and says you're going to be fine and that's such a full circle moment because i remember when she wanted to kill him and then they both say they love each other Mm -hmm. and he kisses her forehead and they both cry silent tears and he goes back over towards max and she asks is everything okay and i love this moment it was beautiful too and also a lot of it comes down to, you know, it was, you know, three daddies and the baby, mm-hmm. you know, and he was one of the fathers. Like he cared, cared for Coco a lot. Like he's like been there day one. Like, I don't care if it's mine or not. Like who gives a fuck? Like we in this together. Like, and it's not just Coco for me. He loves Rosita. He yes. loves her. Yes, he does. And not on the surface level entitled love that we saw from him in like season three. Right. I mean, he has fully learned to love this person like a, a sister. Yes. Like it's not, oh, how come I don't get the fuck? You know, he moved to Hilltop, you know, because he had a kind of jealous feeling about her and Gabe being together mm-hmm. and shit. I remember that. And so seeing this dude come full fruit, full circle, he's max is is the 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 love of his life and even still he has to go over here and check on his friend and because he and he loves his friend and there's something about that because we've seen this relationship go full like through every emotion yes we have so um daryl and carol watch over judith as she wakes up 
then that's when she said something about how Michonne told her about those words about we're the ones who live. She had never finished the sentence the first time, but then she said mm-hmm. something about how that means Michonne's never coming back and she never wanted to tell Daryl that because she thought Daryl would leave and not come back. Yeah, I think that was her interpretation of what yeah, she I'm not, said. Yeah, I just don't yeah. remember. It's possibly, it's just been a long time, so I probably forgot some context that I that is missing yeah, that if that. I would have remembered, I'd be like, oh, that's what she meant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just been too long. Uh, but then um, Mercer gets in his binoculars, looks out the window and sees Pamela and them are in the estates and they are killing people who climb over the fence. Yeah, regular ass people, not zombies, y'all. Like regular ass people. Human beings who were just like, let us in. Yeah, they was the like, zombies are literally like uh, a hundred yards few, behind a them. A few football fields away. <laughs> and they are acting like, oh, but if I let you in, I have to let everybody in. Then the zombies going to get in. It, 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 like they clearly easily could have let these people in. But they were they were cruelly not letting them in because they believe in the old ways of y'all poor, and they were Pamela was just looking at them the way Karen looks at the people in regular seats when we go to Hornets games. Yeah, she was looking at them like that, and I was disgusted by it. She was looking like, mm, could be me. Um, <laughs> so then um, they go ahead. Uh, Mercer gets his gun and he pro- and he says, "All right, Alexandrians, y'all done did a lot for us." all your people is safe right now we gonna i'm gonna get y'all out of here so y'all can go back to alexandria because i know this ain't y'all fight and then i'm gonna go down there and handle this shit and of course our people being the people that we know they are was like the fuck you mean right we are not letting this shit go we in this together this this is personal zeke gives one of them king speeches come on you know are we not a nation of laws or whatever the fuck you be saying <laughs> yeah you know like Zika was like look until all are free none are free brothers come like, on he went he did everything but get his tiger and his motherfucking sword back oh <laughs> yes i miss <laughs> this tiger and so he basically says um look uh we got your back and then everyone one by one agrees like yeah we staying we we fucking we going and so we know when our motherfucking crew gets together the neapolitan crew it's it's over come on so the pools are outside the gate um, and Mercer shows up with the troops and with our crew and he's like, lower your weapons. And Pamela's like, arrest them. And Vickers old coon ass is who, who at this late juncture, Vic Vickers is this, this black woman with the tightest braids. This black woman is still a little confused as to if Pamela is out of her motherfucking mind. Like, what's right and wrong? You don't know what's right and wrong right now? Just following orders. This is so easy. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is a this is a pass-fail test, you know? And so, um, Vickers is like, like you know, looking like, oh, I guess we got to put our guns on Mercer, too. And Mercer is like, well, we not lowering our guns, and we all get shot. We just be shot inside the gates. <laughs> yes. And we had ourselves a good old-fashioned Caucasian standoff. Yes, we did. A good old-fashioned one. That's why I'm not calling it Mexican no more. I'm calling it Caucasian, okay? It's probably white people that did it. They just was in Mexico. Uh, So Pamela says, you traitor to Mercer. And he's like, I know know you are, but what am I? And Ah! he he runs down the list of shit. He's like, I know you ain't talking. I know you ain't talking. He's like, bitch, I got the list. 
you done kidnapped your own citizens, disappearing motherfuckers left and right. Right. You led the, the this this herd, you it, led them here. Yes, yeah, he learned that. Probably just talking to the people. Yeah, you led them here. Th- this could have been all prevented. You shot a kid. When you <laughs> yes, shot Judas. You shot a kid. And now you pulling the Gabe? Like he Gabe at his own church doors? Yeah, that is a Gabe move, ain't it? Yeah, Gabe done came a long way too. So once again, y'all, the chef's kiss to this next scene because who goes to open up the gate gabe, gabe. Mm-hmm. these niggas thought of everything yeah, dog because because gabe was like i did it one time i i can't do it again Mm-mm. it had to be gay it yeah it had to be yes because he locked them people out of that motherfucking church that's his full circle moment that's that karma that's that you know, yo, that, that second chance to get this shit right. And he didn't care about the cost because yeah. now the zombies are closed. And he was like, they was under, he was under gunpoint. Yeah, they was like, we have to shoot you. He was like, it is what it is. Right. I, but I'm going to open up this gate. I'm not going to sit here and, and watch these people die like I did before. He said, I guess I'll be shot then. So y'all got to do what y'all got to do. Yes. And he goes to open the gate. He don't even have a key. Mm-mm. He about to shoot the fucking lock off the gate to let them people in. And Pamela demands he gets shot. She like, shoot him. And then Daryl tells everybody, stop. You, you better than this. We deserve better than this. This is the ghetto. You built this place to be like the old world. And that's the fucking problem. Right. You got one enemy. It's the walking. It's the zombies. He says, we ain't the walking dead. And I said, damn, <laughs> they took that line from the comics and flipped it. Because yes, it was, we are the walking dead, which was like mind-blowing moment in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get this opposite, we ain't the walking dead. And and, 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 and it's Daryl saying it, who was one of the most non-verbal people on the, <laughs> the show. The most non-verbal. You know? uh, but I loved it. Message. It was, it, was my, it was one of my favorite lines. And then Vickers comes to her fucking senses and says, everybody lower your weapons. Yeah, we ain't got to have no bloodbath. She said, give the preacher the key. Let him open up the lock to the gate. She hands over command to Mercer, says, on your orders. And he says, arrest Pamela Milton for treason and insurrection. I said, oh, not a preview of what's going to happen with Trump. (laughs) Come on. Um, And then Negan and Maggie, who at the whole time, have been, been looking on with the that rifle. They have been in the cut looking on with that rifle about the JFK her ass. Come on. They was they was listen, if that shit would have worked a different way, Pamela would have just ended up getting shot in the middle. Everybody would be like, what the fuck? Who did that? Who did that? Um, but no, they so they didn't shoot. And Negan says, once again, full circle moment, he goes, for somebody like Pamela, basically getting locked up is worse than death yes and guess what he would know because mm-hmm. if you die it's over with you got not, not no because he spent that time in jail y- yes because he you... was supposed to be the like he wanted to die yes and yeah. that, that's why i say because with death is over with yeah but you have to yeah, actually, yeah. actually have to sit there i'm, I'm just think saying about it. when i say full circle i'm talking about this character being the one to say it anyone yes, could have said it yes, i can say it we always sitting yes, there thinking it yes because he experienced that right it's that full circle of like the remorse the regret it's honestly uh a great um it's a great um uh what do you call it uh it's a great message for restorative justice or yes or like i said this show does things to me that i feel like 
another show would be getting a lot of credit for doing, but I think it illustrates like this idea of like, look, man, killing people might not always be the right thing to do. All right. Like Nika's done a lot of things that he clearly did learn that lesson, no matter how horrible a fucking person he was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not saying real life works like that, but you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. Mm -hmm. Elijah makes it in because they let the people in the gate. He was in the zombie horde that was behind them. And so he and Jerry make it in. He hugs Lydia. So now she can stop being a mope. <laughs> Quit crying. Got your dick back, girl. I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. Um, Jerry sees Zeke immediately ask, where's Nabila? Mm-hmm. And, he, and Je- Zeke lets him know they safe. We're going to get you back to Alexandria. Don't yeah, worry they, about they that. Not, they not here. <laughs> Pamela, they close the gate just in time for all the rest of the zombies get in. Pamela sees a zombie at the gate and walks towards it to let it bite her. She gets all emotional and shit because the zombie is Hornsby. Yes. He walked his ass all the way back to her. Which is interesting because he only walked his way back to her because she ordered it. Right. That's uh, Yeah. Right. And he still had the arrow in his, his neck. Did the yeah. girl shot in his neck? Well, I'll tell you the, the motherfucking poetry on this show. Karma. Oh, oh. I love this yeah, episode. Yeah, she hadn't did that. She'd have never seen that man again. If you she- if you're gonna get flowery, flowery with your pros and your points and your messages, this the episode to do it, the final one. Mm-hmm. And it was just hidden for me. I like all the little touches. It was so many little touches, but Hornsby as a zombie, the only reason Pamela's even seeing this nigga is cause she fucking convoluted this whole shit. You know, and then she felt like this is my karma. I'm gonna let him take me out. I'd rather die. Yeah, she right. Then go through the punishment of of being locked up as a prisoner, put on trial, and all this shit. All the people she done fucking had killed, enslaved, and all this shit. And Judith tries to tell her to stop. She's like, "It's not too late. It's never too late." You know, and we know Judith would believe this because she's seen what happened with Negan. Mm-hmm. So, and she's still a kid. You know, right? And the lessons that she's been talking about between her brother, between Michonne, and between Rick are all these overarching themes of, like, mercy prevailing over wrath. We need to start building stuff, stop destroying stuff. It's time to save each other, put our lives on the line. And then as Pamela's about to let herself get bit, the zombie gets shot from a long way away. And everybody looking like, who? what happened? Maggie and Negan done shot the motherfucking zombie and uh maggie after shooting the zombie looks at uh looks at negan goes and now we take back this place Mm -hmm. and i think negan's words impacted her yep all right let's uh play another commercial song and then we'll be right back So, 
we come back, we get a voiceover from Mercer, and it's basically his plan on how they're going to take back the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically, we see, like, the, the actions as he's talking about them. They send a certain crew out with riot shields and weapons. They clear a path and attract some of the walkers uh, away from an area where they get a truck. The truck drives off. It goes to the fuel depot. The fuel depot, um, they they collect all this, like, gasoline and flammable shit um and then on the pa system they they start playing loud rock and roll music to draw the walkers to the estates Mm -hmm. and they're gonna pour fuel down the sewer uh and then you obviously blow all this shit up and the song they was playing i recognized that song i was like word it was living color cult of personality Mm-hmm. what the fuck i did not see that coming did did not see that coming it was oh my god what a full circle moment yes you know what i mean like maybe they know we listen to the show i don't know maybe they know that, <laughs> that, that know they either. listen to our podcast i don't know i won't put nothing past nobody but it felt like they said this for y'all this is for you um and so of course it, it almost looked like some of the zombies was rocking to it like <laughs> it probably it was, was. A, like i don't know if they had fun with it over there or whatever but it's like you could kind of loop some of them zombie walks to that exactly through the beat of the song um and so when the record goes off because they had an old school record of it mm-hmm. when the record stops they have made the record player so that it will touch these two metal pieces that basically conduct electricity to start a spark mm-hmm. and they blew the motherfucking estates all the way up. Yes, they did. And it was a, such a cool blast. Like everything blew up, shot on fire. Shit was falling and tumbling. And because I was like, Oh yeah, they put them up underneath the tunnel. So yeah, even the sewers exploded. Yes. Yeah, so every, literally everything was covered in gasoline. You see, you, you see, you see my dear sister for society to start over and to be fair, <laughs> sister Karen, all the hoarding of wealth had to die. You see, see, see the oligarchs and the plutocrats and the anarcho capitalist grifters <laughs> all had to go in order for society to be better off, to be more fair to our brothers and sisters, our dear brothers and sisters down there in the slums. So that we all can have equal shares because capitalism and the people that run it essentially are the real walking dead in this thing because their souls are dead, Sister Karen. Their souls are already gone. Message. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> in her cell where they she going to jail, Pamela tells Carol and Daryl like, it's so hard to run things. Now y'all gonna see. Y'all gonna be like, just like she me. She don't know who she talking to. Evil people always think you're gonna be like them. Yes. Now that you in charge, you're gonna have to kidnap people. And she's like, no, no the fuck we won't. Shut up. We've ran whole ass communities before. She's like, you're gonna have to make ugly decisions. Carol's like, we already made an ugly decision keeping your punk ass alive. <laughs> Come on, Carol. was like, everybody, like if it was up to me, you probably would have been, been dead. Right. Like that's already an ugly decision, cause we 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 no one likes you. Okay, Mm-mm. she said we all done ugly things, which is no one like you or your haircut. The only reason you're alive is cause we all had to do ugly things to survive. But your ass going to jail, and at least we don't have to worry about who gets your house, cause her house was the one they blew up. Yes, um, and you could tell that hurt Mac, uh, hurt uh, Pamela. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie and Negan have a heart to heart. I guess you could call it. Um, and she just basically breaks it down. She's like, listen, um, I appreciate what you said. I heard what you said. I thought about what you said. 
uh, I can never forgive you, even though you did apologize. And she talks about how great Glenn was and how mm-hmm. when she thinks about him, he was this, this, and this. But when she see you, all she can think about is how you killed him and how you taunted me when yes. I, while, while he was dying, while, while you killed him. And while she was talking, I was like, Yes. He did. Yes. Yes. Him, Taking he, it like a churn. Yes. Picking at him and shit like that. Like it like he was horrific. Still one of my favorite episodes of the I know it's everyone's least favorite. Oh God, one of my favorite. <laughs> oh I, I, I might have lost friends over that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't regret it. I was right. That was great TV. It was so it's the kind of great, I don't know if I could watch it again. That's how visceral it felt. I, it mm-hmm. was it de- it did something to me emotionally. It's the height of television, and and I know everybody it folded for everybody else, but nah, nigga, that 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 day I said this show ain't like these other shows. They it's drug not- it out, but goddamn, when they did it, that Negan was oh Negan was so good. I only wish it had happened under Angela Kane where they doing all this cussing right now because I feel like yes. Negan talking shit and cussing would have been even better than than what we got you know at the time but mm-hmm. he, that taking it like a champ oh he was terrible and, and, and then glenn like i will find you oh so emotional so oh. good oh i wanted him to die so bad at the oh man so good anyway so um but yeah obviously she's like i want to try to forgive you and i love her reasoning for this because it wasn't like because i'm a good person or because you deserve it and this is, I feel like all forgiveness is selfish. All of it. Um, it's not, and I don't mean selfish in a bad way. I just think by definition to save yourself, you know, forgiveness to me, I can't speak for y'all. Right. I know, cause I know you have your own belief system listening to this and whether I believe in your belief system shouldn't really matter to you. But mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, I feel like people are in denial about needing to forgive people. You can kind of hear it when you talk to them and be like, oh, you're never going to be over this until you learn to let this go. And whether let it go is forgiveness for you or whatever, but you, a lot of people just don't let shit go and it drags them down. It's like tying an anchor to yourself. And then you're drowning being like, well, the answer is definitely not letting go of this anchor, right? <laughs> it's definitely not what's dragging me down. And I loved her reasoning because I, I agree with this. She's like, I'm, I want to be able to let this go because I don't want to, give you more control and power over me correct even hating a motherfucker is somehow giving them a little bit of power like yes because because they control and they manipulate you when y'all in each other's presence they, yeah like they you're you're with, not as in control of your actions right. as you normally would be because you're still you're still more worried about them and and how things look with them and how to make you know, like how she was not with this plan to kill Pamela only because it came from him. Yes. And she said she don't want her son to see that shit either. Right, because she knows that she could be impacting him and shit like that. And so that for that, I completely understand. And I'm, I agree with you. Everybody's different. But I know for me, I am of the belief of forgiving, you know. But that's just me personally because I know how not forgiving impacted me tremendously for yeah, a for very me long personally, period of time. I'm just That's the way I'm set up. Right. I'm not saying everybody's the same, Mm-mm. but whatever. I love the, the writing for this. And mm-hmm. then she says him and Annie can stay. They don't have to leave. Right, they've earned it, which makes sense. Um, but she said, if you see me while I'm not talking to you, I don't, I'm not fucking with you understand that it's because I can't move on. And that's why, 
because of what you took from me and that I'm never going to be like over this shit. I'm never going to forgive you, but I don't want to have to hate you right uh, every day. Um, and then we fast forward to they have a wonderful dinner. Everybody's just just going just mm. eating out eating all the Pamela shit. Just it, just having a good time, you know. Everybody's eating nice. Like a Christmas holiday party. People are laughing, mm-hmm. and I thought like, oh, this must be months later or something. No, it was like that night, mm-hmm. or maybe the next day or something. Um, I assume that night though, for reasons I'll bring up later. Uh, but they have a wonderful dinner. They laugh and smile. They toast to Luke. Daryl looks at Negan, who's outside walking walking away, and gives him like the Denied the, the head nod of acknowledgement. You know, mm-hmm. like when two black people work in corporate America and see each other on the elevator. You know mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. And Rosita is still there. I'm like, oh, okay, so it couldn't have been too fast of a time jump. Uh, Magna and Yumi finally make up and kiss. So mm-hmm. they're gonna try to get that thing working again. Yep. Uh, Rosita finally tells Gabe, "I got bit." And we don't see her do the whole thing we can see from the contest clues. She got bit. And we do see Judith. Yeah, because she happened to be looking over there in that direction. I was like, yeah, Judith pieced that together. Judith understood. Because she's not a normal-ass kid. So then we get this really, you know, somber uh, scene where um, um, it's uh, Rosita and Coco in the bed like laying you know the baby laying in the bed sleep rosita's laying next to her um and now it's obvious that you know everybody knows what happened that she got big and carol and maggie bring her into the room yeah Mm -hmm. and so i think this scene right here was very very sweet it was very kind you know what i'm saying because this this character has been on for a very long time and i think they basically respected you know respected uh the death and i was like i appreciate this and you don't get a lot of these deaths where you get to say goodbye because they only look like jules and luke mm-hmm. um and so everybody pays their last respects basically while she's still here you know like uh i think like uh I mean, who who came over first? It was, uh, yes, a couple people said came over first. I think it was Carol and Maggie. Then Gabe prays over her soul, and then he takes baby Coco, and then Eugene sits with her. I and, think he was the last person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, of course he he know that you yeah, know they like best friends. Yes, yeah, you know, it's like you made me the man that I am, and I, I, I like, wouldn't be the man I am without you. I'm like that's a true statement, sir. Yep. And then Daryl watches from the door. Eugene uh, thanks her, and then we cut away. We never see, like, someone pull out a knife or whatever to, like, make sure she doesn't turn into a zombie. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Rosita just kind of, like, passes out, and Eugene cries. And then we fast forward. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. That made it very soft and very sweet. And I think it was a a great way for a character that has such an impact on the show because – she has been there for a very, very long time. She's been there since, like, Alexandria. Like, she's been there for a hot fucking minute. Yeah, she was just a, a stalwart of the show. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite characters, because we got to watch her go through everything. And yes. the actress that played her, we watched her, like, play. It felt like she played six different versions of Rosita. And, mm-hmm. and, and I loved all of it, you know. Um, even when she was, like, on my nerves, out for revenge, Rosita, I still loved her. You know, mm-hmm. when they were trying to play cool with the saviors, and she was like, man, fuck that. Um, yes, yeah. and, and Coco Buffalo parents is gone. 
Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and she like got her, step parents. The mm-hmm. the two daddies left. Well, uh, she remember they also had a dude. I want to say his name was like Sadiq or something. Mm-hmm. But him, I mean, she's got Gabe still. Yes, you know, uh, that's, but, that's what I said. The, the two daddies because it was three daddies. Yeah, yes. yeah. Abe is gone too. I feel like Abraham was. Would have protect would have protected Rosita, you that, know that was her original man. That that's true, but I was talking about like with her being pregnant and all that. Stuff. I know, okay. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Ah. I'm just saying like there was she was a bad one. Okay, yes. there was a lot of people trying to trying to get some of that Rosita. Okay, uh, but you know <laughs> uh, she passes. We cut to the gravesite of Rosita, Jules, Luke, and someone named Marissa who I just don't remember yeah. and, the and, character. And up in the corner it says one year later. I was, I was literally about to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's been a year. Uh, Eugene has a fresh baby with fine-ass Maxine. Uh, the baby's name is Rosita, basically. Rosie. Aww. Which it makes sense he would name his baby Rosie. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and so Zeke gives a speech with fine-ass Mercer standing there. At first, I thought that Mercer might have been getting married or something. I did, too, initially. Yeah, because they both got on, like, suits. They're standing in the pay- front. And, of course, you know, Zeke is giving his, like, governor speech, and then oh, he, he thanks his, in lute- his bag. He thanks his lieutenant governor, Mercer. Yes. His one was like, yay! Yeah, Prince is <laughs> like, that's my man! <laughs> yes! I love he's a princess! Mm-hmm. I do, too. She is a chilling one-woman chilling squad. Uh, So then, um, it seems like they're maybe commemorating the day that they took the Commonwealth back, which is why a year later, maybe it's like they're mm-hmm. kind of 9-11. Right. Uh, Connie and Daryl hug. We got a lot of, like, reunions here. Daryl seems to be coming back from out, they call it the frontier, where I guess he must be, you know, out there searching for more people or something. I don't know. And she's working as a journalist, holding everybody accountable at the Commonwealth. And he's like, it had to be you, you know. And it's interesting because I still, I, I always get the vibe that they like each other, but they never really, like, fully fleshed that relationship no, out. No, they didn't. And I don't know if that's something they're doing with the Daryl spinoff show or right. what. And I've always felt like Daryl gives, like, almost an asexual vibe, except when he was around Connie. Yes. So, that's the only time you see him crack. Yeah. Even, even that chick that, like, was his ex or whatever, it never really felt whatever to me. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe if they had some flashbacks, it would have felt that way. But mm-hmm. it always felt like just business friends um so anyway uh lydia and elijah have a package for judith they've also been out like it looks like they're almost couriers or something yes they they, 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 the ups service Mm -hmm. between between the places well she knows what brown can do to her apparently she does between the places if you know what i'm saying you know what i mean (laughs) uh so they have a package for judith it's a compass that she gave to Negan mm-hmm. a long ago. time ago. And it's a letter from Negan where he thanks her for the compass and says it always helped him find his way. And he hopes it'll guide her to her dreams. A very kind thing for him to say. And then Gracie and Aaron come over and RJ's there and they like all the kids, Judith and Gracie hug and Lydia gives Gabe a package from a dude named Father Grant with a different congregation. I was so, like, oh, shit, now we got yeah. more than one congregation now. Yeah. They really grew. He's, he's now, oh, they, I guess they got the money for the building fund to open a new church. Yes, they do. Uh, Jerry and Nabila walk together. Uh, Carol comes over looking like Martha Stewart Carol. <laughs> Come on, should have cut all her hair off again. What, she went know. back to season one. 
well once carol gets like um you know uh once carol can get out of killer carol mode she typically assimilates pretty well like it's never that she lets her guard down but Mm-mm. she's like okay i can be Susie homemaker right now like uh, everything's cool yeah, you can I- tell how things are going in the community by how carol carol is dressing yes yes and a lift for her hair <laughs> if carol you show up and carol got on like a camo hoodie it, shit is going bad yes it is um so then um carol uh we find out that uh uh, Maggie says she wants to talk to Carol and Daryl about the future. She wants them to go out and find out about more stuff. This is kind of a vague thing, but I think it's more of a like, in case we want to do the spinoff, we'll just say that's what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got, and I keep thinking like, so if y'all go out and look for more stuff and see what's out there, are y'all going to run into the nuclear wasteland from Fear the Walking Dead? Like, what are we doing about this? Depending this, on how far you go out. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. where exactly is that in the United States? And how far is that from where they're at? Because you have to start asking some questions. And I do want to see what if that's ever going to be a thing, you know? That's true. Um, so then um, Carol is not going with Daryl. Mm-mm. He says he's proud of her for taking Hornsby's job and making it her own. Right. So I guess she's running the underground spy network outreach program, but not killing people or enslaving other people's uh, cities. Uh, right. That's what it sounds like she's doing. Yeah, she's going out recruiting and shit like that. Right. That's how, that's how you get a UPS service. People's taxpayer money is going to that. Judith is going to stay there, too, and keep an eye on dog. Daryl promises that if Rick and Michonne are out there, he's going to find them and bring them home. Uh, Judah says he deserves a happy ending too. And he says he'll be back. Him and Carol exchange, I love yous. Once again, their friendship, t- t- 10 to 10, love love them. And then he rides off on his motorcycle because, you know, Daryl going to be on a motorcycle because Norman Reedus need to be on a motorcycle. Okay, yeah, a motorcycle and, and him go together. Then we get this montage that, you know, it, it was Rick and Michonne. Mm-hmm. writing letters and it's their voiceover i didn't even bother to write it all down because it's too much to write down mm-hmm. but it's a montage of all the characters who've died over the last 11 seasons yes and boy they bought back flashbacks and memories of all the people i was like yeah t-dog yeah <laughs> yes they went back tyrese it was a great in memoriam mm-hmm. and it's them giving a speech about how you know um they're gonna they know like the letters are basically to like i think rick's letter seemed like it might have been to michonne and i think michonne's was to judith and rj yes i think that's how it went but i don't mm-hmm. remember 100 percent. and then finally when the letters are we cut to michonne looking fine in a new costume fit leather ensemble come on okay uh the drip uh stand, sitting by a fireplace and they're not together because at first i thought maybe the the twist was gonna be when they get done writing the letter we cut and they both somewhere together yeah, but, but that wasn't what no, happened no while one talking they're looking at some stuff that they have from the other one so while michonne's talking she's looking at like kind of million stuff from rick and while he's talking he's looking at us at stuff from her right so um we uh we we hear michonne say that you know she knows rj and judith are are back are, are back there and, and and that she's gonna come back to them and that rick is out there somewhere because yeah. she's gonna find him and he knows that she's trying to find him 
Yes, and also something that she says too. She said that she figured out she's out of range because she can't, you know, reach right. reach anymore, which makes sense to why you just hadn't heard from her, you right. know, because she literally, uh, you know, time wise, she's probably been gone for a hot minute. Well, we yeah, we had seen the last we saw her, she was going up north to what looked like maybe New York or something, right? And so then. Rick is at a riverbank with no shoes on. First time we seen, you know, he know this. He cowboy boots down. So the first time I seen him with no shoes. He has no shoes on. And the mud and the water have zombies in it. Mm-hmm. Like zombie heads, all kinds of shit. It was very cool special effects and gross. Um, and then Rick, um, it looks down bad. He's covered in mud. Um, and uh, a helicopter pulls up on him and says, consignee grimes meaning like he like i don't know if it's, he's a slave he's a prisoner but he ain't free Mm-mm. and it looked like maybe he's trying to escape and the guy's like you know come out and surrender with your hands up and so would not be surprised this magic at the kids that he's probably tried to get away for four and they just keep finding them and shit something you know right. whatever someone people have tried to escape it looked like he was trying to escape yes and, he, and that would make sense because he had no fucking shoes on and while they was talking before they got close enough he took the bag and like really tossed it up on a boat yeah and so maybe he's hoping someone will find what's in the bag and mm-hmm. help find him so maybe that's what michonne will do at some point but right uh, the dude on the PA goes, come on, Rick. It's like I told you. It's like he told you. There's no escape for the living. So we don't know who he is, Mm-mm. but obviously some bad shit is afoot. Uh, Michonne, we then see on horseback with the new fit, and it's got a ninja hood to it, too. Look, looking like a samurai. Yeah, she on a horse with the sword, chopping these motherfuckers up, man. Oh, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a montage of all these characters saying we're the ones who live. Mm-hmm. As Rick um, is giving himself up to the helicopter, raising his hand, and the camera finally cuts so we can see what's in front of him. And it's what looks like the outline of New York City. Mm-hmm. in the and, distance yes yeah then we see michonne ride on horseback toward a huge amount of walkers and then finally we cut to judith and rj at alexandria looking out past the gate and she says we get to start over we're the ones who live and that's the end of the motherfucking show and one cool thing i know this might sound minute but one cool thing i like about this shot is that the uh stormtroopers their armor was the scarecrows mm-hmm. in the background that was really neat touch. yeah it was I, I anyway I loved it. It was mm-hmm. such a great ending. Um, I really from really enjoyed this show. I'm glad we did it. Thank you everybody who's reading this with us. I know it's not many of you left, and I know it took us longer than than anybody else to get to the end of this shit. Uh, but I appreciate y'all sticking it appreciate out. Appreciate y'all sticking out. And, and I really want to give a big shout out to the audience because when I tell y'all, no one spoiled anything for us. Mm-mm. Like, we have been waiting on the doing this. People have been hoping we would do it. And, you know, when I got back from New York, I was kind of, like, a little wiped out, man. I've been right, tired. traveling, doing the show for two, you know, writing a, a, a TV show for two seasons. Came back, signed up to do Drapedomaniacs. That turned out to be a, a lot more work than I thought it was going to be, um, even though I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, as a community, as, like, a, a, a fan base, 
the the fact that no one was an asshole y'all you know many of y'all asked would we do it but everyone was very polite about it they were even the ones that were a little rough about it they weren't like hey motherfucker it Mm -hmm. was like a come on man please you know and uh <laughs> this this is for y'all man this is because we love y- our fans dog yes, real talk because yes, and thank we, you for the fans that's been writing in and be like i appreciate y'all finally covering this so we know that y'all waited for us we appreciate that yeah because we could i could have just as easily watched this shit in my own time not did any recaps and at least i, I would have just been like y'all i would have known what happened and been like the end but it was important you know to try to keep that promise to y'all yes uh like i said we appreciate the the patience because i know you know this shit is over a year after the (laughs) this is a year after the show we don't i guarantee you we the only people still doing recaps so that's it thanks for listening everybody uh the rest of y'all come on back this the last one so i guess wednesdays i go back to normal and y'all normal numbers y'all come back y'all normal podcast shit Mm -hmm. on um uh but low-key you gonna miss that we don't do this on wednesday because this is the main reason we ain't take no weeks off the last eight weeks that that is true i'm like oh yeah we gotta do the recap wednesday so we might as well do a show on monday you know and uh now i'll get back to my motherfucking take the week off every month thing (laughs) all right y'all love y'all love you love you Uh, until next time i love you i love you too